0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, and I have a special guest with me uh, on the podcast. I have uh, Eric Stevens. Uh, You know him as uh, writing for the Orange County Register and now for the Athletic. You also know him on Twitter as Iceman Cometh. Thanks for coming on the show, Eric. No
1: problem, Mike. Thanks
0: for the invite. I really appreciate it. So I guess there's a couple burning questions going on with this team. The team has obviously lost their 12th uh, game now playing uh, Detroit. And right before this game, the Ducks made the trade uh, for Andrew Cogliano to be sent to Dallas, and they ended up getting Devin Shore Uh, A lot of people upset about the trade, uh, emotionally. Um, What did you think, you know, your initial reaction uh, when this deal went down, Eric? Well, you know what, I I tell you what, the good thing with my
1: gig right now is that, you know, you you can sort of, you know, sit back a little bit, maybe stand back from it, try to look at it from uh, a number of different sides, a number of different viewpoints. I get the emotional aspect of it. There's no question. Uh, a, and, and on a personal level, you know, Andrew Cogriano was uh, one that was a, a reporter's, uh, you know, best friend in terms of, you know, wanting to hit the, uh, you know, know about the pulse of the team in good times and bad. Um, you know, he's just that quality of a guy and, and, and you know, someone that uh, exhibited class and professionalism. Uh, but if you look at the trade, okay, on the surface, you know, there's different levels. Financially, um, it, it, it you know it can work in their favor in the sense of Devon Shore comes back, um, but they'll save you know maybe
0: almost a million dollars uh, you know per year you know in terms of the salary cap and actual dollars. Right. Uh, plus they get uh, one you know they, they get an extra year of flexibility because
1: Shore deal deals for two years, whereas on just started his three year extension. So there's that, and then there's also you know the age factor. Um, right. You know, the recognition that, look, this is a transition year. And then Bob Murray has made that clear. I think we all see this. Um, so this is part of another part of that transition of uh, to, to going, you know, working in younger players, um, you know, working in, a, you know, a different mix, um, you know, Andrew Cagriano, you He's he probably, you know, I mean, not probably, you know, he has, we know what he can do, but he's reached his ceiling, you know, as a player. And and this team is no longer a, a, a real cup, cup contender uh, as it, you know a, a, as it is now. So... You know, he's probably better served being on a team, a more better a team, more team that's more ready to be in cup contention with whoever and what what Anaheim is right now. So, you know, there's that in terms of uh, you know getting younger uh, as well. And then, uh, you know, but the, but also is, is this a sign or you know is this a, a, a little a little bit of a message sent to the players that are in the room? The, the, the supposed core players that are remaining. I mean, this is, this is the first piece, basically, that they're chipping off of, of the group, of the core group, you know, that sort of carried this, you know, team, uh, you know, from 2013 to 2017 and put it in contention, you know, for a cup, even though they didn't get it done. And Colorado, I don't think it was his fault by any means. But, uh, excuse the, the background here, but, uh, you know, it, not, this is really not on him. As a player, you know, he's certainly not the reason why they are, they are losing the way they are. Um, he just has a more movable contract um, and, and, and one that's more appetizing to, uh, to a team right now. But, uh, you know, maybe this is a little bit of a sign, uh, you know, to, uh, to you know, some of the remaining members of the club that, uh, you know, that they have there at the GM that is willing to make some player moves to shake things up.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something a lot of people uh, looked at in this trade. And I kind of wrote about it in one article about him sending a message. I mean, with everything that happened, and is still happening with this team, do you think that that is what he's trying to say, is that, hey, anybody can be moved at any time? Obviously, uh, not people with the no-movement clauses and whatnot like that, but do you think that's kind of what he's saying is, hey, if you don't perform and you don't step up, then you could be shipped out?
1: You know, I think if, 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 if if if, if not as direct, if, if anything, just, you know, you, you know sending a, you know, maybe a little message that, you know what, you're not entirely safe. Yes, there are players on this team that, that have no movement clauses. There are players on this team that basically, that frankly, aren't movable. And you can name them. We know who they are. Ryan Kessler, Ryan Kessler Corey Carriers, you know, the first ones, obviously, that come to mind. And Bob Murray Cape, you know handed out those deals and, and at the time that they were done you could, you could see reasons for handing out those deals but they're basically unmovable so the ones you know the, you know the ones that uh, you know that are um, and in and particularly when uh, we had a conference call with him yesterday he actually he pointed more at uh, the, 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 the uh, 20s uh, as he put it the, 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 the mid-20s group. We're talking about guys like Ricard Raquel. I mean, you can, do, you, you, you know, you, you can go through it. I mean, Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lynn Josh Manson. I mean, that's that type of core that we're talking about. And he's talking about those, those players needing to step forward and step up during this long streak of adversity here. Maybe that's one of those things where it's saying, look, yes, we've made commitments to you, but you're not entirely safe here. And their contracts um, are certainly more, more movable. And their contracts, and they are they are players that certainly would be, uh, uh, you know, more appetizing to other teams. You know, the way at their age um, and at their ability at this stage of their career. So there's I, there's a number of I, I, you know again you can look at the, the, the deal dealing with a number of different levels. Uh, you know, to it. It's uh, you know you can look at it on the, on the surface, but there's other underlying
0: levels that, you know, could be with us. Well, another player's name that comes to mind and, you know, was on TSN's uh, radar and a couple other people's radar is Jacob Silverberg. Um, You know, there was talk about him in the beginning of the season. Now there's talk about him again. And then it seems like Murray came out and said, no, you know, he's been producing for this team. He's been one of the bright spots in this team. What's your take on his situation? Because he's a pending UFA. Do you think that he could be next or someone that, you know, teams are going to be calling about?
1: Well, teams are going to call about if they, they haven't already? There's no question. I mean, you know, the longer he's unsigned, um, you know, the way that they're going certainly right now, um, you know, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if teams have already called Bob about, about him. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, and as you laid it out, Mike, you know, he's, he's a pending uh, unrestricted free agent. You know, he, he's going to. Uh, he, his next contract is going to be a fairly sizable one. He's at the age where he would want a, a, a sizable long term, uh, you know, contract being 28 years old. You know, this, this may be, you know, I don't, you don't want to say it's the last. Big money deal, you know that uh, he can he can make. But certainly, this is the one where he can try, you know, he can try to maximize his value as much as possible. Um, so yeah, and, and he's going to have interest. There's no question. I mean, he is he, he is one of the team's best def- defensive forwards, if not, you know, if you can make an argument that at this stage right now he is the best team, the team's best defensive forward, um, and he can still, you know, even though his score, even though he can be a streaky scorer. He can still get you, um, you know, say, 50, you know, perhaps fifteen to twenty goals, especially if you play him, um, you know, with some offensive-minded uh, you know, players. So there is going to be interest. Bob coming out and saying that uh, you know he would like to take one more crack uh, at signing him. I, I, I do believe that he would. Um, I do do believe that he would want him. You know, who wouldn't want Jacob Silverberg on their team? You know, let's make no mistake. But you are, again, you have to weigh where they, where they are at, um, you know, as a franchise, where are they at in terms of being one that can contend for the playoffs or one that needs to rebuild? Um, and you have to contend with his age and how many years that he's going to want on this deal. Uh, you have to contend with all that and you have to contend with, you know, the offers that you, you know, you could get. When we get down to February 25th, or, or get towards that date um, and the deadline, so there's a there's there's a lot certainly to think of, but there's no question that Jacob Silverberg, Silverberg is going to be, you know, an attractive piece uh, on the market for teams looking to maybe make that. You know, next step and make us a legitimate
0: couple. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, right now he's leading the team. You know, with twelve goals and he's got seven assists. So, just like you talked about, that fifteen to twenty goal mark is definitely not out of reach this season for sure. And it's a contract year as well. And like you said, could be his last big money deal uh, too. So that's all things to factor in. What about uh, tonight? Uh, do you have any update? You know, he he got injured and left the game. Um, have you heard anything on his status? Because you know that could you know maybe affect something. It looked like he took a hard hit to the knee or lower leg area.
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, nothing definitive. Uh, you know, from that uh, talking with uh, Randy Carl afterwards, uh, uh, he, he had uh, no real update. But that, that but that's often that's often the case. um you, right. uh, you know, it, usually the, the the update on a player isn't going to come to. Um, you know, it, it isn't going to come for a day or, or, or perhaps too. They'll be re, re-, re- in the morning and and we will see um, just how extensive the injury was. I can say that I did see him um, uh, uh, afterward. Uh, he was in street clothes. I think he was talking with, um, if I recall, I think he was talking with either a Red Wings player. Or, no, actually, he was actually talking with uh, Sean Orkoff, who's in the Red Wings organization. Um so, you know, he was upright, <laughs> he wasn't in a cast, right. I can give you that, I can give you that, you know, the you know, chew on, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, he didn't look like he was in distress, so, you know, perhaps, I'm certainly no doctor by any means, but uh, perhaps, it's a, it's a, perhaps it's a thing where it, you know, it, it may just be a day-to-day thing and really not impact in long term.
0: And uh, what what were your thoughts or anything on Kessler as well? You know, he obviously took a hard hit in the game. He went out, and then he came back in. Uh, we all know that the hip, of course, is, is never, you know, fully 100%, but um, any status update on him uh, additionally?
1: Yeah, no yeah, no update on him uh, as well. Uh, I didn't see him afterward, uh, but, you know, as, as, as you, you know, perfectly stated, he, he, the diff's never going to be hundred percent. That that's just going to be it's, a, it's an arthritic condition. Right. Um, so it's it's never it's never going to be uh, completely right. Um, and uh, you know we you know we shall see. You know in terms of uh, him uh, and his availability for um, the Minnesota game upcoming um, and beyond. There, um, yes, you know. <laughs> Obviously, the numbers aren't there. Right. You know, he's obviously not at near the level that that he once was. Um, you do have to credit him for being a gamer and and, and, and gutting it out. Uh, you know, the, the guy really does want to play. Yeah. Again, he's not nearly the the player he once was. Um, but uh, you know, he, he he is one where he's been at. The, you know, he, he's been at the majority of practices. I mean, it, this is not a case of where. He's just showing up for games, and he's taking a lot of maintenance days, like last year when he came back from the injury. Um, you know, he, he's been one where he has practiced, uh, you know, both more often than not. So um, he's 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 given it the old college try. Uh, he, he really is, but um, you know, but, but with that point, you know, there, it getting hurt today. We'll, we will see what his availability. Availability will be for
0: for the remainder of this week. And uh, before we get to like about the coach, just one other update too. Uh, anything on Patrick Eaves as far as maybe playing on this road trip or at all before the uh, All Star break? Yeah, you know what? <coughs> excuse me. Um, he didn't
1: make the trip. Uh, you know, there, there was. Uh, we, we talked to him uh, before that. He uh, sounded very confident. Uh, you know, sounded. Uh, it sounded like uh, he thought it was a possibility. Uh, but I, I don't know if he had a, 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 a definitive setback. Um, but he has had setbacks, you know, uh, during this, obviously, in, in his inability to, you know, make, really make the jump from, you know, being a practice player and, and, and skating in regular lines or whatsoever to, um, to obviously, you know, having the ability to return to the lineup. If, if there's clearly a bridge that he's been unable to cross. Uh, just yet, um, so we'll you know we'll see. Uh, uh, again, I don't know if he's had another definitive setback, but clearly his, his not his appearance or, or his non-appearance on this road trip, um, you know, could indicate that uh, he was just not at the point um, to where he could you know continue to make progress
0: here. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you know, you're, the I guess the big thing that we can kind of go into is really this whole thing that Maria talked about. As far as, you know, I'm not going to make a coaching change. Um, You know, that was after the 11th uh, loss. And then he was talking about, you know, focusing on the players. And then, of course, as we started, we talked about Cagrugano getting shipped out. What is your take? I mean, you know, there's so many people that are, you know, fans and and other people in the industry like yourself that are looking at Carlisle and, you know, they had the seven game uh, losing streak in the beginning of the season. Now we're on the current 12 game streak. Um, what is your take, like uh, with Murray? You know, sticking to Carlisle, uh, is there any reason why you think he's still doing that and, and not looking at a coaching change, and, and instead is focusing on the players? Because I think that's a burning question for a lot of people right now.
1: Yeah, well, to, to go by what he has said and what he has done in the in the past, you know, Bob Murray has always considered a coaching change as a last resort move. Um, He's and and he, is, he told me that he's become a much more patient uh, person and patient general manager over the years over his ten seasons. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in the big chair in Anaheim. Yeah, hey, hey, if you're a coach, uh, that's that's the kind of GM that you want—one uh, that's not going to panic um, in tough times here. But look, but listen we're at 12 games now. Right. It's, it's embarrassing.
0: I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's it's getting toward the point where, you know, you don't want to say it's comical. I mean, it's not funny in the room by any means. I was just uh, in the room uh, not long ago and it's almost inexplicable um, what this team is going through and, and trying to explain their mistakes and trying to explain um, their losses. Whether you think that, you know, how much blame should be laid at Randy's feet, whether you think he's a thousand percent uh, r- responsible for this, w- you know, whether you think he's ten percent responsible for this, I-, I-, I just think it's getting to the, it's gotten to the point where you may just have to make a, a change just for change sake, just for the players in the room. You, you, you can't fire all, you know, twenty players. You can't get rid of all 20, 20 it, of them. Exactly. Uh, it, it, and, and, and so, again, maybe this is not all Randy's fault. Yeah, there's, yeah, there is, there is a that, that is, a way you can go through his strengths and weaknesses as a coach. And he has said, he has said it himself. You know, he said that, that he doesn't feel, you know, he, he he's not immune. From from criticism, I talked with him earlier today, and that, and, and he indicated that to me. Um, but again, it, it, it becomes a thing where you always, you almost have to do it just to, just to send a message to the players, and, and actually send a message that you know what, okay, now you've you've, you've changed now, you've gotten rid of, of a very valuable and and, and and committed you know player that, that season yep. man favorite yep. okay so you've done this and now if you've changed the coach now the players see okay it's on them now it's truly on them so that's sort of my that's really the feeling that you know that, that I've come to the, the, the fact that you just may have to do this just just for the sake of the room and just, just for change just, something has to change uh, you know, to, 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 you can even call it mojo. <laughs> <laughs> so, something ha- but, but some, uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. Right. Something has to change, uh, and maybe you just need to do it, even if you don't feel that he's at, you know, he deserves all the blame or all the fault. Hey, you've you got to believe that if, if this continues, <laughs> if, if, if it goes to 13, 14, uh, i I, I just – I don't see how any
0: coach could so that. Well, that's the other thing I'm wondering too is, I mean, it seems like obviously everybody's upset. There's a lot of heat on Randy Carlisle. How much of this heat do you think has been translated now to Murray himself? Well, I mean, like you said, he's being very, very patient. And a lot of us out here, the patience has been gone, you know, a few games ago. So, I mean, how much – he, do you think he's getting now? Because obviously we know Carlisle's getting plenty of it. But what do you think, you know, with Murray and his patience and whatnot?
1: The more that, or the longer that you stick with him and the longer that the streak continues, the more it kind of starts to come back on you, like you alluded to it. Um, and I believe, I truly believe that he knows that. Um, and hey, maybe it's, you know, very, maybe it's very convenient that he was able to negotiate that extension. <laughs> uh, uh, that he uh, signed, that he signed recently, right? Um, you know, I, I I don't want to speculate too much, you know, into what's in Bob Murray's head, right? Uh, I, you know, I'm not in his head. Yeah. I don't know. I you know, uh, and and so I'm I'm not, you know, I I try not to speculate too much, you know, on uh, you know, on what a person is thinking. Um, but again, like I said, it, it if this continues and there is no coaching change, then yeah, it starts to you know it actually would start to you know look back you know on on uh, Bob himself and whether you know whether this you know whether, uh, you know if this is a smart decision or a foolish decision or whatever you want to call it
0: yeah, absolutely I agree and I mean in terms of the team, you know if, if say say he doesn't do the coaching change. And we stick with Randy Carlisle. We look at the players. Like you said, you, you made the one message of uh, trading Cognano, one of the most popular players, not just on the team, but, you know, in the NHL, even when he was suspended, we saw everybody's comments, you know, and how we all felt about that suspension. I'm not going to go on that tangent. But as far as this team and, and say, if we focus on the players, um, obviously, we know John Gibson. I can't even begin to start with what he's done for this team and helped this team in, in this whole season. But in terms of offense or defense, where do you think they do try to improve this team, you know, with the trade deadline coming up and whatnot?
1: I, you know, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure you can improve this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at least for at least for this year. Um, we will see what the, what we will see what they do o- over these next, you know, say few weeks, uh, you know, you know, these games the rest of this trip really uh, the games leading up to the all-star break here right um, you know and then perhaps and then then, then perhaps there's a, there's another big trip that they have right after the break um, you know I think this I think these will make some real determinations as to you know if they just fall completely out of this uh, then you'd have to think that you know one of the directions that you will look to is Trying to you know get some, get some some futures in terms of you know uh, possibly a, you know possibly another high round draft pick um, you know or you know you know working in another prospect in the system but hey let's let's remember that San Diego goals are looking might, mighty good and the prospects that are doing well and you go through the list as far as Troy Terry and um, you know and and, and and Sam Steele and and and, and Max Jones is also You know, really starting to make his way there. Um, They weren't ready, um, but they're still pretty close. Right, and so he's leaving them down there to keep to 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 stay in a very positive atmosphere, um, a very confident atmosphere, uh, letting them continue to build their confidence, um, so that uh, you know, if he keeps them down there for the entire year, um, that one or two of them. Or you know, or or, or or whoever, and we can add Max Comtois to the mix uh, once he finishes, you know, uh, his uh, you know his, his junior career. Absolutely. Uh, you know, perhaps you know, perhaps that you know they will be much closer to being ready, and and, and perhaps you know one, two, or, or whatsoever will will be able to become uh, NHL regulars. I'm, I'm just I'm not sure what how much more you can do with this season, mm-hmm. and even. No, we see the wild card race right and, and it's a slow crawl. Oh, yeah <laughs> it really is a slow crawl uh, between the teams that are involved. Um, you know even if they were to somehow emerge from this and somehow wind up with a playoff spot, how, how far are you going to get? Is it really worth subtracting to add a piece that may not even, that may not even you know get you past the first round? You know, is, is it really worth that? So um, I think you know I, I, I do believe in. Hey, think back to last year, but you know, Bob didn't really make uh, you know uh, he he did not make a big move, right? And I think part of that was because he deep down he knew that he didn't have a team that was that was capable of making a real run. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, so I, I I think I think he knows that. Um, I think he kno- and he made it clear the other day. And the way the seed is going, he feels it cannot win. It can, and it, it, it's not a playoff team. If they are able to stumble in somehow, I, I think it will be still largely the same type of group. I, I would say as of right now, and my money would be that they would be more sellers at the dead, deadline as opposed to being buyers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I I think so, too. I think that's where they're at. And, you know, I I hate to admit it, you know, uh, being, you know, a big fan of this team for a long time. But I agree with you. I don't I don't see them being a playoff team now. I think in the beginning of the season, uh, they had a chance, you know, uh, I mean, with this losing streak, they are 500, which is crazy. I mean, they they are right there at an even record, uh, despite these 12 losses. But even with that, and like you said, the slow crawl to the wildcard spot or, you know, even making it in there for uh, the playoffs. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Eric, but I almost feel like, you know, maybe this team is kind of sliding more towards a rebuild mode instead of trying to be a contender. Because I, I don't think they can make enough moves to get to being a contender. The, the,
1: the you know, trading Andrew Cagliano is, is a sign of that. It's a, it's, a start, it's a start of it. It's a sign of it. Um you know I, th- I think the trick is and the key is and with the prospects that they do have and with the younger core um that they do have presently on the team the trick is to not make that retool you can call it whatever you want retool reshape remill right. uh the, the trick is to for that to not last for years right um, and we've seen other teams and other organizations deal with that, and, and, and then continue to deal with that. I think that's what Bob is looking at in terms of you know transitioning this team, making it younger, but also making it one that's going to remain, at least, at least remain competitive, and not be one uh, to quote-unquote tank, because knowing him a little bit, knowing him as much as you can know him, that's a direction that he does not want to go. He does not believe in that You know, yes, team's, yes, teams some teams have succeeded; others have
0: not. Going that route, he's definitely one not to go that route. Well, I guess one other thing to think about too is if he doesn't go that route and say he still tries to make some moves and get this team into you know a decent position for a playoff run and whatnot, if they get to that. But if they don't, and like you said, they're looking at the younger guys, the us, the Steals, the Mac Joneses, and whatnot. What would you do with Dallas Eakins if? Randy Carlisle is to be booted. I mean, is, is Dallas a guy that you would leave in San Diego to keep grooming these younger players? Or is he someone that you would look maybe at the end of the season or, or even next year to replace Carlisle?
1: Um, I mean, he, he excuse me, he would be a logical successor, but he wants to be he wants to be uh, he wants another crack in an NHL job. He wants another another crack, you know, in the league. In fact, I believe he interviewed for the Arizona job um when open. Um I think he'll interview for another one, but um I am not exactly sure which team it was. Uh so he no, he back in. Uh you know, and, and and I think it's logical. I mean he signed a multi year deal um I think earlier in the spring. Um it, it, it and and he's coached you know not only he's coaching the player, you know, the, the prospects that are there now, um, but he's coached a number of players on this current roster as well. Um so you know, is he a one, is, is he the 100% successor? I, I wouldn't say that it's 100%. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the coach in waiting or, or anything like, like that. But I think it's very logical that um, he would be looked at um, as, um, you know, as, as, as a replacement, um, you know, if, uh, if and when we were to, to go that down that route in terms of finding someone that will succeed,
0: Randy Corella. Is there any other coaches that come to mind? Um, you know, NHL, AHL, anyone else that you know? If we, if you know, it got to that point um, to replace them. That you know, or names that you would think that could be up there as front runners, or, or at least serious ones for Murray to look at. I, I think it's a little early up to say at this stage. You know, I mean, there's, there's, like, there's nothing. They still have a coach right now. Right, I mean, right. They, they, still have, they still have a coach right now. Um, and so I, I, I think
1: it's really a little early to say, I mean, we know some of the names that are out there, Joe Quinville, Tom and you know, two that, you know, come off the top of your head. You know, they've interviewed Mike Yo in the, in, the, in the past. You know, there's even uh, Dan Biles, you know, that's, uh, they, you know, that's here in Detroit, um, as, you know, as, an, as an associate to uh, Jeff Blasio. Um, You know, that's, that's, that's some names to think of, but uh, whether they're on that list, whether they could afford any of them whatsoever. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, that, that still remains to be seen. And, and again, I think this is still quite early in this because, again, they, they, they still have
0: a coach that they have in place right now. Yeah, I, exactly. At least, for, at least for the next game, as far as we know, unless something changes in the next night or two. Um, I, I guess just to kind of wrap up, the only other thing I'd really say is, uh, is, is as far as trying to improve, improve the team, uh, I noticed that uh, Pontus Aberg had been scratched the last couple games, and I saw you, you know, post a tweet about s- some of the comments with that. Um, you know, if this team's trying to get back in the right direction, they're trying to score. You know, obviously we know the problems they've had with offense. We've seen some of the issues with the power play. Um, what's your take on on benching him? Because I, I've seen some fans pretty upset about that. Uh, you know, I, I get it—the uh, the defensive game—he's concerned about that, but. Four games, it seems maybe a little much. I mean, I don't know. I know sometimes you want to, again, trying to send a message, and you want someone to, to wake up and, and perform a little bit better. But uh, what's your take on him being out for, you know, now four games?
1: Um, you know, I actually thought that, uh, you know, I'm going to the morning skate today. I, I, I thought myself that, if it were up to me, um, I, I, I would have maybe put them back in. I, you know, I think you sent your message. You know, with right. uh, you know, with that in terms of sending them, you know, sending them for three games. Uh, you know, if you put them back back in. You you know, you hope that you know you get um, what you would want, which would be you know someone that be, would be maybe a little bit more determined. You know, you, you have to remember, and yet yeah, you do have to look at. It. Yes, everyone points to yes. He, he has 11 goals. Yes, he, he has capable of offense. No question. He wasn't playing particularly well, though, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the run, you know, leading up to that. A lot of players weren't playing well. But, you know, he, he you can see, you can, you, you can buy some of Randy's argument in terms of um, the, the fact that he was playing a lot more on the perimeter. you
0: Absolutely. Because, I mean, you look at this team and, you know, there's only a handful of guys that, uh, you know, basically have uh, over 10 goals. You're looking at Gatsloff, Aberg, Casse, who was out for a little bit and obviously he's back, and Silverberg. So, you know, you've you got one of those four out. So that's been a concern. And another thing that uh, kind of talked about on, on my show um, and kind of get your take on this, too, is, uh, you know, obviously the Ducks have been leaning on Gibson this whole season. That's just you know, everybody knows that it's not a big surprise or anything like that. But given what's going on uh, right now with this team, do you think that maybe they should put Miller in there a couple times to give Gibson a break so he's not getting overworked in some of these contests? Um, yeah, and I know you were you, you were
1: you were thinking of Jett Johnson. I know you were thinking of him. So, um, and Johnson yeah, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, uh, uh, yeah I I thought uh, I thought that uh, this morning. That, Tonight would have been maybe one to to, to throw Chad again uh, here. Um, you know, I, I, again, and, and I know it sounds weird. You know, I bring up the word mojo, but look, hey, you know, it kind of works in hockey here. You know, and and this team needs something. It needs you know some type of you know change, shift, or whatsoever. So why you know why not give John a break here? Uh, you know, give, give him a night off. Uh, you know, from it. Um, it, it can't get any worse. You know exactly <laughs> he, 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 yes yeah, yeah. No, really, I mean yeah John he, no, he Gibson, Jeff he, he is your best bet in terms of you know trying to you know get a win obviously but you know you don't fall up and maybe look at, look at the low, you know bigger picture and maybe look at the other side of it as well and, and you know see that uh, you know it hasn't been it hasn't been working with him he hasn't been able to you know you know just completely spill them a win so why not you know go with Chad they they in the Uh, in the two or three games that he's played with them, they they played fairly well in front of him, you know, you know, maybe that would force them to, you know, force them to play much tighter in their own end, um, you know, knowing that uh, they've got their backup uh, in that. So um, if it were me, I would, uh, you know, if they have the back-to-back, it's a natural thing, uh, you know, this weekend where you can get a game. But um, I could have certainly seen, you know, him playing tonight, you know, against a Detroit team that's, you know, not very explosive, uh, you know, whatsoever,
0: um, just to give John, you know, a, a little bit of a mental break from this. Right. And yeah, as we're talking about, yeah, on the show before when Miller was healthy, we were talking about that. And then obviously now Johnson's in the mix. Uh, any, uh, when is Miller due back? Any, any change in that? Is it still uh, the same prognosis for him uh, coming back? Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah,
1: probably before the end of the month, uh, you know, or, or, you know, we're, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you didn't see him until after the off. star so, break. Like, I mean, it, it was more but it'd be the end of January,
0: the beginning of February, in terms of the original timeline. I and mean, I haven't seen anything that's changed with that. All right, I guess uh, just final thought on this team um, as far as going, you know, in the second half of the season. Uh, do you think it? Uh, I guess your final word. Do you think it's better if they uh, do try to push and make the playoffs? Obviously, you want to turn around and win some games, but. Uh, are you okay if they don't make the playoffs and they try to, you know, go after some younger players like they did with Devin Shore? Or what What do you think for the, uh, you know, final part of this uh, second half of the season? Uh, well,
1: I think there's still uh, quite a few, uh, you know, quite quite a few prideful players, uh, you know, in that room um, that are going to want to make a push. They, want to, they don't want to be in this for the rest of the year. Um, but that said, um, you know, I, 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 but that said, I, 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 again, I'm not in Bob Murray's head. Right. Or, and that's, that's hard but, place but, to but be. I, I'm, but I'm sure he wouldn't, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind, you know, he wouldn't mind having a, you know, a, 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 a chance at a top 10 pick or, uh, you know, or, or something that he doesn't get very often. Um, so, whatever the scenario leads out, um, again, there's, this this is a team that's not going to win the cup.
0: No, it, it would I be agree. A
1: miraculous ride. I agree. This is a team that's not going to get really close to it. So, uh, you know, I I, I think there's, there's, there's I think there are fans, and I think there are you know you know people maybe you know maybe even within the organization that wouldn't mind a step back here. Um, you know, wouldn't mind a step back here um, to you know kind of reassess things and then. Maybe make uh, you know a, a, a you know another step forward or so you know in subsequent years.
0: Yeah, because I think uh, last season what was frustrating too is you you saw this team you know they they came back in the second half like we've been accustomed to, and then of course getting swept by San Jose, which was frustrating. But it's been a weird year. That's the only thing I can really say as opposed to recent years. Eric is, I mean, this team you know they start out slow in October, November. They pick it up in in the end of December and January, and then they carry it through into the spring. And this season has been kind of a mixed bag where they started out, you know, winning games and they went on a losing streak. Then they got back to winning. And now, you know, going through the end of December and January, they're losing, you know, obviously a bunch of games. So it's a weird, weird season. Uh, I, I, you know, the recent ones that we've seen, I think that's one thing we can agree on. It's going to be an interesting ride, uh, you know, through the end of this uh, regular season.
1: They always make it interesting,
0: <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I uh, appreciate you taking out your time. I know you, you've got to get up early and get on another flight and get to the next game. Uh, I appreciate um, you know all your advice and uh, help over the years when I've been doing this. And uh, you know, you've know, you always been a professional and a, a great gentleman and, and a good friend to talk to when it comes to hockey, so I appreciate it a lot, Eric. Well, thank you, Mike.
1: Likewise, I've always enjoyed our conversations, and I, I really appreciate it.